Welcome to Choir Talks. If you're watching this on video, you see that I'm at home. I am quarantining. I was exposed to coronavirus healthy, feeling fine, but just in case, I'm quarantining at home. So no great audio this week, sorry about that. Also, if you're keeping up with Choir Talks, you know that I'm working through the book of Revelation in my personal quiet time, so we're gonna read a chapter of Revelation today. Revelation is, the, the language in Revelation is just incredible. It just conjures up uh, imagination. So today, I want you to listen with imagination. I'm gonna read this whole chapter. It's, it just takes about two minutes. But as I'm reading, if, if you can, close your eyes. And if not, just try to picture all the things that he is describing in this, this incredible vision that he's having as he walks through an open door into the throne room of heaven. Here's what it sounds like. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven, with someone sitting, sitting, sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their head. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass as clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second like an ox, the third had the face of a man, the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. And day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. All right, that's a fantastic, incredible image uh, and scene that he sees. I want you to remember that this book of Revelation, uh, often thought of as, as just a prophecy, I want you to also be thinking of it as a book of worship. I'm really challenging myself to see that, that God and that Jesus Christ are the centerpieces of this book. Not, it's not necessarily just some code to predict the future. It is um, a book that should point us to Jesus, point us to God, and make us fall in worship before him. So let's look at the elements real quick that he describes here. First of all, there's a door. Now we've seen door a couple of times already in Revelation. The last time we saw it, Jesus was knocking at the door from last week and he is prepared to enter the door to come in and have that fellowship moment with, with the churches and individuals who open the door for him. This door is the opposite. This door opens up for us as humans um, through John to enter in and glimpse the throne room of God. 
What does he see there? He sees a throne. The throne is the, the centerpiece of, of heaven. It is the centerpiece of, of the scene that he sees here in the throne room. Throne is a super important word in Revelation. 46 times it is mentioned in Revelation and 14 times alone in these 11 verses in chapter 4. So the throne is super important. Why? Well, that's another clue that this is a book of worship. The throne uh, represents God's authority. And everything who comes into the presence of the throne submits to the authority of the throne. What's, what's, what else does he see? He sees the one, the one who is seated on the throne. This one, being God Almighty, uh, as the angels tell us later in their song, he is Almighty God, and he is the center of everyone's attention. All those eyes mentioned on those creatures are focused on him, every eye on him, because he is the centerpiece. He is the audience of all the worship that is happening here in, in the throne room. All right, and then we see um, that there's a rainbow. Uh, and this is an unusual rainbow because it makes a complete circle around the throne. Now, I've never seen a rainbow like that. I know you haven't either. All the rainbows that we see are, are an arc that is at most half of a circle. Um, but in heaven, nothing is incomplete. So this, this, this rainbow forms a complete circle around him. I'm not really sure the significance of the rainbow, but it really makes you think about Genesis when God destroys creation through the flood and then he gives the rainbow as his covenant promise not to destroy creation again. Um, it's significant because the worship that happens here in this throne room is worship of God as creator. And so here we see this covenant that he is not going to destroy creation again. In fact, um, the rainbow is shows that his mercy happens in judgment. And in Revelation, we're going to see a lot of judgment, right? We're about to get to chapters and chapters of that. But even in his judgment uh, of the earth, there is an element of God's mercy, and there will be people who are saved because he is merciful. Uh, all right, what else do we see? We see these these elders, um, these 24 beings who are there. They, they have thrones and crowns, and yet they are subject to the throne. And um, so we don't know who these people are necessarily. Um, most people say they're not angels um, because angels are never enthroned. Angels um, don't have crown, they don't receive crowns. Um, these crowns are, the Greek word is stephanos, which is the, the, um, the victor's crown. So it'd be a crown for someone who is overcome. And so it really makes us think that these 24 elders are human. Some people say that um, they're 24 because there are 12 tribes of Israel and 12 apostles. So 24 would be the number of the completeness of God's people. I don't know who they are, uh, but I do know this one thing about them. They are worshipers. No matter who they are, they are worshipers. And that's what we see from them is they take those crowns that they have gotten for overcoming and they cast them down before God and they worship him. Um, they worship the one. All right, what else do we see? We see that there are seven lamps. Now, here's the one thing we do know. He just tells us what the meaning of the lamps are. He says, these are the seven spirits of God. Or in the Greek, it might read the sevenfold spirit of God. So these lamps 
apparently represent the Holy Spirit. Now, remember that we saw seven lampstands in chapter one of Revelation. So uh, those seven lampstands were the, the churches that John is writing to. So perhaps it is particularly the Holy Spirit as he is blazing and giving life to uh, the churches um, and his role in the world. Um, what else do we see? We see this sea of glass. Well, this is a cool image. It's a mystery, this, this sea that is this crystal clear. Um, this sea reappears in Revelation 15. Um, we could talk about what sea represents from Genesis forward. Um, there are many seas, like, for instance, the Red Sea that, that God parts to allow the children of Israel to escape and be delivered and redeemed, a picture of us in, in the future, perhaps. Um, don't know what this sea is, but a lot of people see a similarity between a lot of these images and the temple. Now, there's no temple in heaven. Um, God is enthroned in the throne room, and there's no need for a temple. He is worshipped wherever he is. Uh, and yet, some people look at this and they say, well, the throne is, is sort of a picture of the Holy of Holies, or actually the Holy of Holies is a picture looking forward to the throne room uh, where the one sits. And uh, if, if you're following that, then maybe the elders are similar to the priest who are in the tabernacle and the temple. Um, Jesus says that we are kings and priests. Uh, Peter says that we are a kingdom of priests. Um, so that, that makes sense. Maybe these seven lamps are similar to the seven-branched candlestick that is, was in the temple and in the tabernacle. And the sea of glass? Well, maybe the bronze laver that was, that was full of water for cleansing there in the temple. Also in the temple at the Holy of Holies, um, that Ark of the Covenant was surrounded by cherubim. So here's the other cognate here. Uh, the next thing we see is living creatures. Boy, these are crazy, strange-looking creatures, right? It's hard to even picture what they look like. Um, they are similar, and you should go back and look at the first chapter of Ezekiel, similar to the beings that are the cherubim that Ezekiel sees in his vision. Also, they sing the same song as the seraphim uh, that Isaiah sees in his vision in Isaiah 6. Um, so we don't know exactly who these creatures are, um, but they, they lead worship, if you will. When they... Um, the whole time that they are there, it says that they are singing, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they inspire and lead uh, and generate the worship from the elders who join them in, in worship. So in that sense, they are worship leaders. Interesting, their song says about God that he was and is and is to come. His eternal nature um, is a little bit of play on words for the, the word that God gave us for himself is Yahweh, right? I am. And so they say, I am in the past. He was, I am in the present, and I am yet to come. Um, that is who God is. Revelation chapter 4 is the beginning of this, this worship scene in heaven. Um, Revelation 5 continues it. Revelation 4 is worshiping God as creator. And then Revelation 5, we're introduced to the person of Jesus. And so it is worshiping Jesus as the Redeemer. All right, what's the significance for us today? Uh, I want you to remember that John is writing to impart this vision that God gave him supernaturally. But he's particularly sending it to churches 
who are under persecution, to God's people who are going to be persecuted. And one of the themes here in this book of worship is praise. You see the praise around the throne in heaven. And so why is that significant? Because praise is an offensive weapon against our enemy. When we praise God, he flees. Also, praise for someone who is going through tribulation, is going through distress. Praise puts our focus on the one who is almighty, the one who is all-powerful, who has more power than any distressful situation or people that we are uh, faced with in this life. I'm going to leave you with this one hymn that you know that one day we will sing together with those beings and elders and whoever else in heaven. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Holy, 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 all the saints adore thee casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea, cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee, who was and are and evermore shall be. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this, this glimpse into your throne room and for uh, this moment that we think about your greatness today. We thank you for creation. We praise you that you're the creator of every good, perfect thing that we have ever seen and known. God, you are holy, holy, holy. You are completely other than what we can imagine. Even John couldn't describe you as he saw you, Father. And we can't imagine all of who you are. Lord, let your greatness be known to us. God, let us know you more and more. Let us be more in awe of who you are, of your power and, and your holiness, God. Let us grow in, in our understanding so that we can be worshipers that give you all that you are worthy of. Lord, bless those who have listened with me today, God. Be with them and show favor in their lives. And I ask it in Jesus' name, amen.